The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Match, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Let's ride. Media Match <laughs> on a Tuesday. We have John Mashota of The Athletic. Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com, all decked out in his baseball gear, ready to go. <laughs> go all Braves. right. Go Braves. Go Braves. Did you grow up watching the Superstation? Absolutely. I, I mean, you know I'm from Georgia. so Where? Know, I'm from Savannah originally, but after being born and raised in Savannah, ended up in Atlanta by way of UGA. Go dogs. You know what? I used to go to school, Pulaski. Oh, <laughs> Pulaski Elementary. Uh-huh. The old Orgathorpe yeah. Mall hanging out there. The OG, the Orgathorpe <laughs> Mall. Yeah, man. Those who listen, if you know, you know. My dad was stationed at Hunter Army Airfield, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Used to go play football games in Fort Right, at Fort yes, sir. right off And John, way. one team we played against had one Michael Strahan on there. I was about eight, nine mm, years old. Okay. Comes to find out my dad was like friends with his dad. Mm, right off of White Bluff Road. Yeah, White yeah, Bluff, baby. I'm telling you. Yeah, man. And uh, Skybow Road. And, uh-huh. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, Savannah's. That's, that's my stomping ground. I, named my, I, na- I love that city so much. Name a child after it. Savannah's. Nice. That's my daughter. Okay. Named after Savannah. Love so, yeah, nice. man. Great, great spot. It is a great spot, man. If you ever you know, want to look, I want a vacation, but I kind of want to get away just to you know not do the regular thing. Savannah, Georgia. Agreed. Very, very under low key, man. And not so. bad eats either. Tremendous eats. Oh, yes. Yes, man. Seafood yes. right out of the water. Old Savannah State Tigers. Like, I'm, I'm like one of the few people that have been to a Savannah State Tigers game and understands it. That's where Shannon Sharp, the okay. uh, Hall uh-huh. of Fame tight end, went to. That's so. a fact. Yes. Shouts out to Shannon. Yes, yes, yes. So I grew up watching Rafael Ramirez turn two with Glenn mm. Hubbard. He threw it over to Bob. You know, Bob mm. Horner was at third before he went over to first. Look I remember when Dale Murphy was a catcher. Look so Dewey. Yes, yes. So I grew up on Braves baseball. Okay. A lot of people. A lot of people. I mean, I'm younger than you, but growing up in Detroit, I mean, you're still everyone gets TBS. Yeah. And you know, Smoltz is from kind of the area where I grew up, and so it's like those games were always on TV when you had that that run that they had throughout the '90s. So yeah. Yeah, see, I, I, I unfortunately watched the, uh, the 79 to 80s. Ba- it was bad. I watched a lot of bad baseball. So, anyway, uh, hope your Braves do it one more time. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they run it back. A little bit yeah. of a rough start against the Phillies. And, you know, kudos to the Phillies. They they come out with a hot start. And my guys just got to fight back through adversity, something they uh, are familiar with. So. Hope, hope Ron Washington can get himself another, another well, we'll see what John's, uh, what John's Yanks do. <laughs> They're not my Yanks. They're not my Yanks. <laughs> I, 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 went, I went to a couple games with Calvin Watkins. I like the Aaron Judge story. I will say this. As long as they're not playing the Tigers, I probably would root for the Yankees. Fair enough. Okay. But I'm a Tigers guy. Yeah, but they're just so bad yeah. Yeah. that it's, you know, I don't know, man. Bad baseball is bad because it just goes for so long. It's so many games. Me and Calvin were talking about that the other day. Well, not the other day, but when the Cowboys were in New York, he was like, man, there was a rain delay, you know, and everyone's sticking around because Judge is obviously going for 62. And he's like, man, can you just imagine having to cover this? 162 games covering this Yankees team. I'm like, this Yankees team is one of the best teams in baseball, and they have Aaron Judge with this historic run. I go, it's not about them. It's about Imagine being the, the, the person that has to cover, like, the Tigers right. or, or some of these teams that are constantly, like, you just – they're not going to be good for a long time, and you got to still cover all 162. Yeah, you'd rather cover the Lions than the cover. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or the Orioles pre-22. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of another yeah. really bad team Orioles off the top of my head, but, yeah, that's a good one. Struggled. There you go. Yeah, so. All Pirates are going to, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
baseball has been such a reason. This is thing the and, best. And, I'm sorry, but I think football is by far NFL is the best thing to cover. Uh, we, that's a discussion for another day. For covering? Yeah, for yeah, covering. Yeah, for yeah. Cover. Well, I, I could I could argue that maybe the NBA is, okay. as well is is pretty exciting to cover just because there's you know relentless action for the most part. Okay, again, I'm from Detroit, so there's just <laughs> a lot of bad years in a row where you're just like, man, 82 games this, and you're got you're, you're uh, going on the road and you're leaving your family yeah, behind for this to watch yeah. this well, for who for had what? Their, they had their fun. They did. They, they did. But it's been a while. And I mean, you <laughs> it's guys been a had, while. Yeah, you guys had your fun. <laughs> the National Football League is done, and you credit Pete Rozelle has done such a great job of snatching away baseball and and just the fact of baseball's now making playoff games you know to make sure they don't go how do we not go up against Sunday night football how do we yeah. how do we avoid the NFL and and that's just very that's that's for me it was different growing up and to see how it's changed here but the NFL is that is it yeah it encompasses cities people care about it and while the Phillies are in the playoffs right now it the bigger story this week is a regular season no football doubt. game no doubt yeah no, that's yeah. true no doubt. Phillies are playing the world champion Atlanta Braves. Yeah, that's true. But it is a bigger D. It, the harder ticket to get this sure. week is going to be. It's Dallas week. <laughs> that exactly. <place>. Cowboys, <laughs> Eagles, then, then, then the, the world champion Braves coming in. That's that's where the NFL yeah. is, and that just tells yeah. you a whole lot about what they have built here. So, guys, I want to start here on third down. I talked about it on the previous show, the Players' Lounge. Philadelphia is converting at 43.8%, number six in the NFL on third downs. The Cowboys are at 30.9%, 29th in the league. And the other thing I took from there is if you have if you can't convert on third down, that means you're punting. Guys, Brian Anger's last two games haven't been good. <laughs> this this he's got to flip the field. Right. He's got to be able to flip the field Sunday night. I agree, but Sports are just funny like that. You can go in all these games expecting it to A plus B equals C, but then just wild stuff happens. There's no okay. way we could have sat here last week and you would have told me, check this out. Cooper Rush is only going to throw for 102 yards. <laughs> Complete 10 passes. And then they're going to win the way that they win. Like, did you go in thinking on that first series that they would that they would have a, a, a fumble return for a touchdown? The Dorrance Armstrong block punt. Like, I don't know. Just this Cowboys team just feeds into that. Yeah. The stats say one thing, but when you watch the way that they play, for some reason, like, here's the other one. You watch that game, and I'm sorry, but when you see Cooper Cup zigzag for 75 yards, you probably think, man, if you're a Cowboys fan watching that, you're like, hmm. This might be it. Yeah, we're in for a grind here. (laughs) Three plays later, they go, Tony Pollard, 57 yards, answer right back like that. The way that they keep answering... Like so, I agree with you that all that stuff matters, especially having a new long snapper. I think that factors into a little bit with anger, and so that 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 stuff definitely makes you nervous. But man, I'm telling you, Sunday night in that place, how hostile that's going to be. I don't know. You can throw the stats out. It's it. I don't. There's no prediction right now that I can say that I guarantee this or this will happen. It's going to be it's going to be very entertaining. And that's an excellent point on all on all fronts. Um, I would say that kind of getting to the reason that Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense tend to do well on third down is because of his mobility. It's his mobility, his mobility. So we can rightfully use the word explosive when it comes to that offense as a whole. But if you look at his passing touchdowns, he's not that far ahead of Cooper Rush in passing touchdowns, which is <laughs> that's, te- that's right. kind of telling. Sure. But it's, it's what he does on the ground, the rushing touchdowns, his ability to extend plays. And then once he extends the play, his eyes are both downfield while, while he's simultaneously trying to figure out if he can blow 
blow past you. So if you're a defender, you're going to have to maintain, contain. Like, Cowboys are going to have to spy him with whomever, whatever the case may be. But if they can do so, then they flip that third down percentage as far as their defense versus their offense. And then as far as the offense, the Cowboys offense versus the Eagles defense, that's a fight in and of itself. Uh, I don't think that – well, let me say it this way. I said before the – Matt Overton, before he took a snap, the question was posed on Talking Cowboys. Well, are you concerned about the long snapper position? And I was like, yes, until you show me I shouldn't be concerned because it's a position that yes. is too far, too often overlooked by fans and a lot of analysts as well. But I don't ever want to hear my long snapper's name. I don't ever want to see uh, what, what I saw in L.A. Right. with the ill-timed snap. The operation was off because the chemistry wasn't there because Overton is not McQuaid. And, and you know, Maher and, and Anger, and they don't know Overton. They have to learn him. So Overton acquitted himself well for the remainder of the game. Bones Fossil said, he you know, it was a fantastic recovery. They had some words about it, positive words. Um, but, you know, little things like that. So I think Anger will be fine as he gets more practice with Overton over these next three or four days, but you don't want to have to punt if you're the Cowboys offense. So you're going to have to figure out how to extend these drives and try to leave Philly with at least a 40% conversion rate, at least 40% on third down. I think that'll give you a chance to steal that win there in Philly. Hostile crowd to say the least. So Yeah, look, it's, it's, it, we know it will not be easy. But that third down is something that stood out to me because that's where football games are won. And you know, last week, the Cowboys, offensively, the Cowboys, they, they had some challenges. But they were able to get the job done. Mm-hmm. What won last week in Los Angeles will not win this week in Philadelphia. Safe to say? That's sports. Yeah. That's sports. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and one thing we talk about is there, there's 16 – no, 17. There's 17 different chapters. There's seven, each chapter will be different. The Philadelphia Cowboys, it'll be different. Um, you've got two really good defenses, two top ten defenses going at it, which is why I looked at the punt game. And for fun. me, I think of this as the phase you simply cannot lose this week is special teams. I think the Cowboys' defense – is going to play well because they play well each game. And it travels. Travels. So give me defense and special teams. Then I can get away with scoring one offensive touchdown. We, maybe, we page maybe Kevontae two. Turpin, right? <laughs> Paging Kevontae Turpin. Yeah, this is what you so, talk about flipping yeah. field position. Right. So that's my thing. Just like, you hey, think look, the offense is only going to score one touchdown, do we, huh? I'm just saying. You, <laughs> no, you're probably right. If, I'm just if, you're, if you're going to do that, then you, can you get away with one? Yeah, you could do that. You could. May want to add a couple more, but I'm just thinking in terms of, hey, look, this formula they've been playing with so far has been working. You play defense and you play good special teams. We just haven't talked about it a whole lot. You know, Maher has been Maher's been good. It's been money. Yes, yeah. Maher has been good. Uh, Anger's first two games were good. Last two games, okay. But th- those are the things that matter. And and so I just think in a game like this on the road, you got you, you have to be better than them. You, you got so kind of like boxing, you know. You go, I love. I, I used to love going to boxing matches when I worked in Los Angeles, and you know, when you go on the, you know, when you're trying to go into somebody else's house, you're gonna have to beat them decisively. You're gonna have to come in there with a couple things, and there's gonna be areas you have to make sure you're on point. You know, your jabs got to be working. You got there's things you got to do if you're going to win. This team is five and zero right now, and I look at them and say, hey. Play your defense, play your special teams, and then take it in the fourth quarter. Because what have we seen? You, you talked about. Um, they, how they responded with the 57 year. This has kind of been, it feels like to me, this is a Cooper Rush kind of deal. In Minnesota, when we saw him, yeah, okay, I mean, respond. Let's go respond. I mean, New York. He, he does a good job of, okay, okay, guys, they score, 
Let's go right back. That to me is a quality. I don't know if it's because he's from Central Michigan up in your area or what. <laughs> no, that's his. That, I think that's his greatest strength. It's hard to quantify it in stats, but that is his greatest strength is that he has been unwavering in some moments where it hasn't been all easy. I know a lot of people talk about the, the time differential of how long that they've been trailing, which hasn't been long with when he's been their starter. And so playing from ahead obviously helps their defense. They can pin their ears back. Sure. I get all of that. But he, do, he deserves credit for the fact that it hasn't been all perfect. And in the moments when it's been the most uh, unsettled, he's been able to settle things, you know. I, I go back to the—and and there's probably luck involved in this, but that Jalen Ramsey hit, that Jalen Ramsey hit from <laughs> blindside from behind and him not to, like, fumble that ball, just to be able to keep that ball and just live to, live to play another down. I mean, those are just—those are huge plays. Um, but, he, yeah, he's going to have his hands full with, the, with, this, with this Philadelphia front. I mean, they're not as, they're not as good as Dallas's front, but— they're pretty damn good. Listen, Rob Phillips um, said in the press box a couple weeks ago, and it, it it proves true every week now with Cooper Rush that he has a leprechaun sitting on his shoulder. Yeah. Talk, between the dropped potential interceptions, Bobby Wagner dropped one, right? Right. That could have broke the game open in the direction of the Rams, and, and then falling on the the fumble caused by Jalen Ramsey. I want that kind of luck in my right. life. <laughs> um, but I I love what you said, Nui, in that you have two of the best defenses in the league. And it could very well be a situation where it's a wash. So then the third phase has to win, which is special teams. And then the angers have to win. And, you know, uh, Kevontae Turpin. And, and although Kevontae Turpin hasn't, you know, cribbed it just yet, he's been flipping field position uh, over these past couple of games. So I think that this is a game uh, – gut tells me this is a game that Kevontae Turpin helps dictate in a major way. I hope that means that he gets – he takes one to the house. Um, but even if he doesn't take one to the house, I just feel like there's going to be a critical situation where the Cowboys need to flip field position and he's going to nearly take it to the house if he doesn't completely. So between that and this Cowboys special teams consistently showing you that they can either pressure a kicker or punter into making a mistake or flat out force them to by way of a block or something like that. They have a blocked field goal and a blocked punt. You got guys who love playing special teams. Durant Armstrong, he's more or less a starter now on defense, and he still wants to play special teams. And so I think special teams might just dictate this game. So if it's a situation where the Cowboys only score run, only only score one offensively, and the Eagles only score one offensively because they're going against these brick wall defenses, you know, can Turpin get you in field position or take it to the crib? And there's your second touchdown, or there's your field goal by Maher that was generated by a great field position from Turpin. So special teams is going to be huge in this game, I believe. All right, let's get our first break in here and. Um... Was that Cooper Rush's last start in Los Angeles? Is Dak Prescott going? Jerry Jones spoke today. Let's dive into the words of Dr. Jones <laughs> right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. 
Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back to Media Mash. Media Mash here on a Tuesday as the Cowboys get ready for the Philadelphia Eagles, a first-place matchup. You can watch it on Sunday Night Football. Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com. John Machota of The Athletic. Gerald Wayne Jones held his Tuesday <laughs> show on 105.3 The Fan. And, boy, I tell you, Dr. Jones is really interesting. You know, when hit, what everybody said was six to eight weeks with thumb surgery. He broke it down to four. Now he's like, I don't I don't really know. But uh, he, he said, Dak, he's got to go start spinning it Wednesday. Follow it up from there, John. Yeah, spinning it means being able to make the type of throws you're going to need to win a ball game, not just – throwing little dump offs to running backs or little, you know, five, 10 yard outs. He's going to have to be able to throw stuff down the field. You know, <laughs> Jerry Jones, is the eternal optimist. And so when you hear Jerry Jones say that mm-hmm. stuff, like he said last week, that to me says, just go ahead and forget about Dak Prescott playing this week. And he knows it. I mean, he's hoping for a miracle that all of a sudden he goes out there tomorrow and it's like, man, he's spinning it. Like this is what we were looking for. He can play Sunday. I don't see that happening. Um, and I know I might be jumping too far ahead, but I think everything is just going to kind of work itself out. And that I just don't, I don't think Cooper Rush is going to have a very good game this weekend. And I just think it lines up perfect. Dak comes back against probably the worst defense in the league against Detroit. And then they just take it from there and roll. I, under, I understand everyone loves the storybook and, oh, he could get the starting job and keep it. No, I, I think I think we get back to reality this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even if Cooper Rush goes into Philadelphia, throws, you know, 200 yards. A touchdown. What would he have to do in Philadelphia to to do what to make me believe that it's worth a conversation? Yeah, four hundred yards, four touchdowns. I mean, he would have to do something. Like Mahomes like, said he'd yesterday. To, yeah, he'd have to just he's go. Be my homie yeah. Out yeah, yeah. Cooper would have to go absolutely nuts in and, Philadelphia for me to even entertain. Right. Not even not saying that it, it would be enough for me to say, oh yeah, no. I'm yeah. saying for me to even be willing to come to the table and hear what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, and let me just be clear about this too. I mean, right after the game, Jerry was super giddy that they won and he, yeah, yeah. he couldn't wait to talk about it. And even when he was pressed on it, he couldn't even buy into that yeah. idea that no. he, he's like Dak's our starter when he's healthy. All yeah. right. So I, I think it's um, money on the table. I don't think Dak plays. And of course, this is obviously, obviously contingent upon what we see tomorrow and Thursday, right. Friday. Mike McCarthy has been the opposite of Jerry Jones in that he's been the eternal cons- conservative right. guy in saying, look, I'm not a timeline guy. Don't look like the timeline guy. Yeah, talk to the doctors. Don't look like the timeline guy. He played perfectly yesterday. From day one Mike, of this injury, Mike McCarthy has yet to put a timeline on this. He's saying, 
it has to go through steps and stitches and swelling. And now those two things are behind. And now it's can he grip it? Yes. Can he rip it and spin it? That's a whole different story. And the doctors. He said, and, and the doctors the doc- as well. He kept saying yesterday to us. Guys, I got to hear what the docs have to say, which is the smart thing to do. Right, absolutely. Well, it had me thinking about, too. Well, at first, with Mike McCarthy, since he's been the Cowboys head coach, I can't think of a player that they've rushed back cool. where I was like, man, that seems like that's too soon. But then I started going further back, and I couldn't think of – can you think of, like, the last per, like player that you were – I mean, there's no way of proving that they put him out there too soon. Like, there's no way of proving, A, the Bucks put Chris right. Godwin out there too soon. Right. But you could at least question. I can't think of the last Cowboys Same. player that was, like, put on the field where you're like, ugh. Tony Romo, Carolina. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That wasn't McCarthy, though. No, no, no. I was saying no. I was saying that no, I, I haven't I seen with McCarthy, that. but have, can you even think of one pre-McCarthy? Oh, and, pre-McCarthy. But that, but that yeah, does. that's a good one. But I think yeah. that was more so um, Tony having both the competitive fire and the clout within the organization yeah, and the lack and the lack of a capable backup. With there the you go. here. Lack right. of a capable backup. So he went and he said, hey, um, I want to play. And, you know, Jerry and, and Garrett, they were like, they looked at the guys behind him and they said, okay, yeah. uh, let's, let's give him a shot. Yeah. Let's give him yeah. a little bit of a pain shot and let's get him out there. That's a good but point. When you sure. have a situation like this, you have a capable quarterback who's – you know, not lost you any of yeah. these games. If Matt Castle was doing, what, if, if it was Hoover Matt Rogers. Castle or Brandon Weeden, yeah. then you know maybe Dex out there. So yeah. that, that's the only one I could come. Just off the top when you. No, that's a good one. That, that no, was that's just, a good one. That, that's yeah. where I could go, and yeah. then then of course was there was one. there was circumstances within yeah. that, but those circumstances are not present right. in this situation. But I'll say this: if I'm Cooper Rush's agent, I hope Dak plays. Mm. I hope my man's on ice. Yeah, for the rest of the year. <laughs> So I can go into the market undefeated. Yeah, left on the dead. high note, right, right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. not on the note that John thinks you're going right, to go right. out. <laughs> right. well, I don't think exactly. it, I don't think it's going to be like oh three interceptions. Oh my God, no. this is awful. I'm no. just saying I think it's just going to be okay, and I don't know that that's going to be good enough to beat Philly with how Philly's Logically playing right speaking, now. Logically speaking, and that and this also goes to his his uh, his trends as far his splits this season. He's not thrown. A single 300-yard game. None have been over 250 yards. He's coming off of a 100-yard game passing. Nothing in the, now. It's not saying it's impossible, but nothing right. indicates he won't struggle against one of the best defenses in the For league sure. in Philadelphia. So in, in, to a, in a really point. tough, just rabid environment. I mean, yeah. there's been so many Eagles games that I've gone to at the end of the year that didn't mean anything because either the Eagles already clinched a playoff spot or the Cowboys did, and it was crazy in the stands for those games. This is probably the most anticipated one I can remember in a while, like at Philadelphia. There's been some, some ones at 18, but this is the most at – and then at Sunday night on top of it, man, it, it's going to be wild in those Leaning stands. that run game yeah. heavily. It, uh, I think it will have that atmosphere when Terrell Owens went back for his first one. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was a huge one. That was when T.O. went back with the Cowboys. Which yeah. would have made this one that much more equivalent to that if Peters – is is available, but it doesn't look right. like he's going to be available as far as his return home. God, that would have been so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, just speaking about Cooper Rush, mm-hmm. think about this. He's going to be a free agent after the season. And when you start talking about going into the market, there are guys like Carson Wentz, Mitchell Trubisky, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. Guys, I mean, teams aren't going to want to touch them at those prices, even at Teddy Bridgewater. He goes, man, give me some Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to go into a very unique position where he's either going to get really good backup money or may he even get a shot to start. Because mm-hmm. you start looking at those dudes, you're like, man, we, we, we know what's here. You, you want, I mean, like, you bring in Carson Wentz or Baker Mayfield, your fan base is like, oh, really? 
You're going to be let down yeah, unless it's a backup. Again. Really? And I don't think that the Cowboys will go too far over the line in terms of trying to match anything because they do feel really good about Will Greer, and that will factor into this. As much as they would love to keep Cooper Rush, and I, I think that if it's close, I think Cooper Rush would stay here. I, I think he loves playing with Dak. I think he loves working with Kellen Moore. And there's no question he enjoys the situation, living down in Texas, all of that. But if someone just blows him away with some offer, I think the Cowboys are like, hey, man, congratulations, you deserve it, and Will Greer is then your backup. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I think the, the Cowboys obviously would love to keep Cooper Rush around. Cooper Rush would obviously love to stay around. He loves playing for McCarthy more, does, uh, Doug Nussmeyer. Loves the, re- the relationship he has with Dak is bar none. Um, Noah Brown, some guys that he's been here with for years and years, I think he'd be – He'd think twice about leaving Dallas unless the the bag just blew him away. And then if it does blow him away and he looks over at Jerry and then they say, well, you know, Will, you're up. Can I give, yeah. you, <laughs> can I give you just a scenario? Yeah, yeah let's go. Just, I'm just spitballing the scenario. Dan Quinn gets a job. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn says, you know what, Cooper, I want you to come with me. And then Dan Quinn did tell the owner, it, it said franchise, we'll draft someone. Right. But we want this to be our bridge guy. Here's a guy I trust. Yeah. You know. Be it Carolina Panther job, which is open, his name's already been mentioned. Uh, the Colts job could open up here. I don't think any way Dan goes to DC. I just, I just don't see him that's, coaching the command. That's a septic I, tank. Yeah. Don't just, go swimming yeah, we, in a septic tank. Right when yeah. he when he turned down Jacksonville. So if you're turning down Jacksonville based on what it is, right. you're turning down. Right, the which because Jacksonville gave him flashbacks of Atlanta, For, the yeah. situation he just exited two seasons ago. Right, so. and and he his former Gus Bradley's former former uh, coaching compadre was down there like yeah you don't want that so he's going to be picky for what he does but when I think about opportunities for him going someplace Cooper Rush is the kind of player you think you take with you and I go back and I remember what Sean Payton did when he went down to New Orleans. He tried to get Tony Romo yeah, for the Cowboys. Did. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah no, no. did. But, uh, but that whole premise of a guy you know and you're trying to put a quarterback in here that has an understanding of you and you you actually have some bill. That's I mean I, I think Cooper Rush is going to have a really good offseason. And maybe Jerry Jones does what he did when uh, Kyle Orton was here. It's like, look, man, we'll give you a nice fat contract to just sit here and be the backup because we want to be able to trust you to win some games. And I think that's something Jerry and Steven really, really, really need to take into account. And and that's that's valid, and I can agree with that. I would say the the difference between Cooper Rush and Kyle Orton is that I don't, I think Cooper Rush so understands his role with the organization that he's not going to do something off the wall like threaten retirement if you're not going to Pay. give me starter reps or the money that I want, whatever the case may be. So you're not going to see Cooper Rush ever pull a Kyle Orton. That's just not in his character or demeanor. Um, but to your point, yeah, I think it's a situation where the Cowboys would be willing to give him a pay raise to stick around, but not one that's, you know, going to match starter money with the Colts or starter money with somewhere, you know, with one of these other teams that are going to need a quarterback. So I just think it's funny how you how you get this started when it's like they're on this run, four wins in a row. Not only do you have to sit there and, and talk about Cooper Rush being somewhere else, but you gotta stick the knife into Cowboys fans even deeper by saying Dan Quinn taking another job. I mean they're I'm, just I'm, trying to enjoy it. They're I'm just not, trying I'm to not enjoy even it. on the Dan Quinn taking another job <laughs> thing. And Dewey knows I'm still I, I believe that, you know, like I said, I'll just put it this way and I'll and I'll give it back there to you. There will be more demand for there's no salary cap on a coach's pocketbook, right? And, and there's going to be more. There will be more. There's going to be more interest in him. Oh yeah, than absolutely. there will be Cooper and there, Rush, and, and, can, and there will continue to be yeah. as long as this defense performs the way it does. But the man who doesn't get hand cramps when writing checks has some say in this. And he did last year. Uh, and talk on it. I I think I, I just thought it was funny yesterday because. Yeah. 
soon as you get the news out that Matt Rule is leaving, I'm you oh, know I'm yeah, on the Athletic. Yeah, they put yeah. out like a story of yeah. like who could be the potential right. next coach to Carolina, and then I don't even look at the story, but uh, I already see is. the picture is Dan Quinn. You know I'm just like, oh, Cowboys is. fans are gonna love this. Char- Charlotte Observer, first name, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Charlotte Observer, it, it, as as it should be. And we love you, Dan. Right. Hey, look, and <laughs> this, this, this is not ideally you'd love to keep him, but at some point in time. You know, sooner or later, he's going to want back in the head seat. Yeah. You know, a man who had the highest odds of winning a Super Bowl during a game who never did is going to want to go back and show, you know, I can do this. Yeah. I can get this done. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think he's going to be smart and where he goes. I, that I agree with. I mean, if you're going to – you, this may be that last shot. So make sure it's the right shot. Mm-hmm. And before you go jump into something, something crazy – you can stay right here, make good money, yeah, and and be in control of your defense. And the value is really, just going higher right, and really higher. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and so, I'll say this: He's now not only is he going to leave, he's going to leave with some control. You know, let's football say, operations, right? If David Tepper wants him, he's like, hey, you know what? I want I want the Matt Rule package, or I can mm. stay right here. Yeah. And, you know, that's facts. At Denver, all right? Denver wanted to hire him. Denver wants to come back. You know, I need to be in control of the 53. I, I need to have some things here. Or yeah. I can stay right here and get a raise and live really good here. So I think somebody— And coach Michael Parsons some more. Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, there's— Trevon Diggs some more. I mean— <laughs> Some Donald Wilson Josh McDaniels, you know, he went back to New England and he waited. Even when he took the Colts job and set up a staff and had Matt Eberflus, the former Cowboys defensive coordinator, going up there, uh, he went back and was, I'm going to wait. And so what did he get from Las Vegas? Control. They gave him the Gruden package. It seems to be working for all these guys that you keep naming that have gotten the control package. Daniels, Matt Rule. They need to do more of those, huh? Hmm. It seems to be working. Matt, hey, smells like hey. sarcasm in the air. Yeah, let me go and sprinkle, <laughs> let me go ahead and sprinkle in. Let me sprinkle in some Matt Patricia for you too. Sorry, Bob Quinn had control there, so Bob Quinn was yeah. in control. Oh, it was quite him. the yeah. two-headed monster. Oh, that, exactly. hey, that really hey. set it up nice. Yeah. Man, Jim Caldwell, they needed to improve over. They, they were better than a nine-win team, Jim. We don't even need to go down that road. Exactly. But yeah, you're, you're absolutely right about that. Mm. Yes, but but that's when I, when I think about Dan Quinn. Just you know, this is going to be an in-demand coach and. This is just me, guys. Mm. It's just me. When I continually watch Kevin Stefanski, uh, old boy in Cincinnati over the weekend, Josh McDaniels last night, these offensive gurus, no, no, we're going for it. We don't want points and lose games. And and the dude from Sandy uh, from L.A., the Chargers coach, he won because the Browns coach was dumber than him Brandon out there. Yeah. And and then the, the, their kicker missed the field goal. But Staley, what are you doing each week? Go get you a defensive coach. You know, go get you a defensive coach who's at least going to be smart enough to say, you know, let's go get some points here. But the trend hasn't been going that way. It's the younger offensive mind is where the trend's going. You know? and, and, and you Dallas know being the exception. What McCarthy yeah. said, he said in, in, as early as training camp, they were discussing this is a defensive-driven team as dictated by the head coach. I will say, though, when he said that, I found that very interesting. Why don't you say that a little bit more, just a little <laughs> bit more, maybe on the podium when training camp started, you know, not after – you know, you have some rewards that come with it. That's the only reason. Because when he said that, because I was still in L.A. And I was listening to him. And I was, and yeah. I was like, whoa. That's smart. Yeah, that's yeah. smart. I'll tweet yeah. that out. That's pretty that's interesting. Smart right time, man. That's smart no, time. Hey, get a man credit, man. Yeah. He's, he's learning how to play yeah. this game No, absolutely here. is. He's no, learning for sure. how to play this game around here. For sure. But but I just, 
That's and I'm not saying that wasn't the philosophy. I'm just saying that's no, the most I he's ever you. said yeah. it like that. We were like, oh wow, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I see where you're going with that. Yeah. yeah, and it's equally true that you know you you, you rarely pound your chest as as hard as when you're sitting on top of yeah, successes, yeah. Yeah. right? So it's just like, hey, yeah, we talked about this then, and we're like, did you? Well, I guess it doesn't matter. It now. just stood <laughs> out to me so much when he said it because it, I started covering the team in 2011, and from 2011 till now. It's been clearly an offense Offensive, first, yeah, and so yeah. to hear somebody definitive, definitively say that at the point, I was like, okay, yeah, all right, this that's is where new, we are. New times around yeah, here. That's where we are. <laughs> Mike Belichick. Hey, you, McCarthy. Pound it. If McCarthy is is the king, then his hand is most certainly Dan Quinn. So, right. so he's, he's been, been very short. But I just think overall, it, it, a former Super Bowl coach. A coach, who, a guy who's had an MVP winner in Matt Ryan, a guy who had Kyle Shanahan on his staff. I mean, to me, you look at Dan Quinn and, and there's there's and, and the improvement he's made here. That's the guy you give a second chance to. Well, Somebody and it's not like Atlanta was great before he got there. You know, I mean, he took them to another level. I mean, that's right. it's not like he just there's something to be said when you go to some of these, you know, uh, upper echelon, let's say like the Packers and. To me, it's always like I think of like Packers, Steelers, Ravens, you know, these these organizations, San Francisco to a certain extent, that are just seem to be at least their bottom is like solid. There's right. never like, oh, my God, it's terrible. There's something to be said for when you take the Atlanta Falcons to Super Bowl. And, and I mean, yeah, you should have won it. And I know that that's on his, his resume. But the fact that he got the Atlanta Falcons in that position to win it, I don't know. I think it says a lot about him. I think it's more so on the uh, <clears throat> yes, the, the O.C.'s. Resume Kyle Shanahan has won two Super Bowls now. The thing as the head coach, mm. head coach, we need to run the ball. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that's what we should look yeah. at. Yeah. Run, run it. What'd you say, Richard Sherman? <laughs> run it. What, say it in Richard Sherman voice. Yes, exactly. Run the dang ball. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Richard Sherman should have been on there with Dan Quinn. Run the dang ball. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Learn. Learn. <laughs> Which is ironic because Richard Sherman was on that San Francisco mm. team that got beat by Kansas City there for the fourth quarter. Uh, let's get another break. <laughs> Sherman's like, why you got to bring up old stuff? <laughs> <laughs> How do you contain? Jalen Hurts Sunday night. Let's dive into that with Patrick Walker and John Michaud. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys football. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. 
when you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash. We have our intrepid reporters <laughs> on their Ooh. phones mm-hmm. gathering and getting more intrepid. up-to-date information as we can get it here to, for you Cowboy fans right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. John Mishota, The Athletic, Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com. So, Jalen Hurts. Boy, what a smart move by the Philadelphia Eagles mm. to say to Carson Wentz, yeah, we'll eat this money. Go ahead and go. We'll send you to Indianapolis. And they promote Jalen Hurts last year, made the playoffs with him. People talk about that enough. They made the playoffs. This year he comes back. People are like, well, you know, they'll roll with him. But, you know, they got a bunch of draft picks so they could draft a quarterback. And he's not the guy. Most people were saying he's not the guy. He is now a, a top three MVP candidate uh, the way he's playing right now. The Eagles the last unbeaten team here. So, John. How do you slow down Jalen Hurts if you're Dan Quinn of the Cowboys Sunday night in Philly? Oh, you got to make him throw. You have to make him beat you with, with his arm. And to me, and I haven't watched every one of their games, but to me, he looks like a guy that went in the offseason and had a significant chip on his shoulder and is like, I'm going to show you that I can that I can win as a passer. And I think he's better in that area. Um, he's certainly a winner. We've seen that all throughout you know his college years and then now since he's gotten to Philadelphia. I mean, he's a, he's a good player, but... The, I think the greatest thing he does is use his legs, and, and it just changes games with the impact he makes with his legs. And so you have to take that away. He might go out there Sunday night and beat you with his arm. I'm not saying he can't do that. They've certainly put weapons around him. That that that, that could be the that that could be exactly what happens. But I think you got to take away the run, and they run the ball well, not just with him, but he's obviously a huge part of it. If you can take away them running. And you lose because he beat you with his arm. I think you just tip your cap. I'm right there with you. Uh, if, if I walk into Philadelphia as a massive underdog and I lose because you know Jalen Hurts put up 375 and three touchdowns in the air with none on the ground and only like 20 yards rushing on the ground. Eh, okay, what can you do? Let's move on to to the next game um, because Jalen Hurts has shown not only a proclivity to run, but that's his that's his strength. Far and away, that's his strength to keep the opposing secondary and, more importantly, your linebacker unit off balance. Because if your linebackers are trying to guess if this is coverage or should I you know, clamp down, should I go down, whatever the case may be, and you do and he throws it over your head or then you over-pursue and then he runs right past you, changes the angle, then you're, you're dead. You're dead in the water. And plus, the, the more you allow Jalen Hurts to take off on the ground, the more the clock becomes the 12th defender. But you need that to be in your favor. You want to be the team in the Cowboys that use the clock as the 12th defender by running the ball and leaning on Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. But your offense is going to be sitting there filing their nails if you continue to let Hurts just dominate and extend drives on the ground. So I'm putting a spy on Jalen Hurts. I am, if I'm Dan Quinn, I've seen enough from my front four and the rotation in my front four. I feel like they can win their matchups on a consistent basis. Maybe not every time, but on a consistent basis. Keep contained. Apply pressure on the interior that flushes him out, and then whomever you have spying on him, pursue him to the sideline. Okay, so these are the things defensively. What about the Cowboys' best defender, Micah Parsons? Mm-hmm. 
dealing with uh, the groin issue and his ability to be 100%. Adrenaline clearly got him there in, in L.A. You guys were there yeah. out there. I, I didn't go to SoFi. Dude is so not I, human, man. So I'm assuming <laughs> just by watching TV when you guys talked to him after, you know, there's probably some pain, but there was definitely the adrenaline factor. Um, how does he? How did they get him ready for this one? Yeah, so I think he'll be ready. I think I think he'll play. What was interesting is after in that second half, Dan Quinn used him in more of a way where it was, hey, third downs, mm-hmm. pass rushing situations. We're not going to be messing with you at linebacker anymore. We're not going to. That just doesn't make sense with the injury that he had. So when that was going on, I, I went and looked back to where did he line up last year against Philly, and then I completely forgot. I'm like, oh yeah, he didn't play in that last right. Eagles game. Right. Um, so in the first one though, 33. Uh, snaps were on the defensive line, and then three, three were at linebacker and one at safety. So, uh, right. so <laughs> safety, Michael Parsons. So I don't think you're going to see that in this game. But at, going into this season, I was I would have told you, Michael Parsons going to be a linebacker in this game. He's going to be a little bit more of that spy. But now I kind of feel like they're going to keep him as an edge rusher, and they're going to make one of the safeties, be it J. Ron Curse, Donovan Wilson, the spy on on Jalen Hurts. I think that's your your best play there. Because both those guys, you never take off the field. Right. So. I, I think what they need to do is, I don't care if Michael Parsons does not take a rep in practice this week. Right. You need him as close that's, to 100% that's what, as possible. That's what Danny McCray talked about. Yeah. He's like, yeah. practice, what practice? I, I, yeah. practice I, if, I, if it were me, and you know, I would simply say DNP, 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 questionable, and then see you on Sunday. Yeah. And, or see you on the plane on, on Saturday. They said limited. That's what yeah. they said. That's yeah, okay, they, fine. Like, limited because practice, he, do some, he does some rehab yeah, yeah. Right. work to the side with Britt. Um, yeah. But that's fine. But I, I don't care if I, I actually would keep him out of team drills and, and likely individual drills because Michael Parsons is not necessarily the guy that you need uh, to violate the risk reward there. You know that he's going to be a gamer when it's time. But you don't want to risk that with a growing injury of all injuries. So DMP or limit him the entire week so that he can be as close as possible because that's who, ideally, that's who you want to spy Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has some speed. He's not going to run a 4-2 or anything. But Michael Parsons is faster than Jalen Hurts. But a groin, yeah. though. I don't know if I want that, to. That's why I wouldn't practice him this week. Know, man, but pretty, even if I'm throwing him out on the field. Saying. But I do, I, do I, like, I do like possibly using J. Ron Curse. I think that length will come into okay, play. Okay, so, so stay right yeah, there. I like so, so. You don't want him on the field. I like that. He played at his best after you know he got what? You know what? And I, you know who, <laughs> and I think you know who else I'd also like? Particularly, I probably wouldn't have said this in regards to Jalen Hurts prior to what I saw in week five. I know what you're going to say. Go on. Anthony Barr. I knew you were going to say that. Anthony Barr. That sideline to sideline quickness was on full display. You know what I thought of when I was watching that game was I thought of back in training camp when I think we only talked to him one time. And it was kind of like, oh, they added Anthony Barr. It's interesting, whatever. He'll probably just be in a little bit of like handful of packages. <laughs> That is one of their best like offseason <laughs> yes. additions. Like it's crazy how much yes. not only how well he's played, but how much Quinn has trusted him, how many snaps he's been out. I did not expect yes. Anthony Barr to play as well as as he's been playing. And the way he that, played against Los Angeles, that gives me confidence to say if Michael Parsons' groin injury is any issue in using him as a spy on Jalen Hurts, I would look right at Anthony Barr and say that thing you did several times in Los Angeles, do it again. Beat Jalen Hurts so, to that so, sideline. That was my thing, which is when you said J. Ron Curse, because if, who's covering the tight end? Yeah. If you have Javon Curse spying on Hurts, because right. Dallas Guard's a good right. football player. I actually bit. watched him. A little, little bit. I saw him play at TCU. It was, it was yeah. like South Dakota State. Nah, he's, he's a really good football player. It was one of those games <laughs> that they put on the schedule, yeah. and I think they were called the Jackrabbits. Yeah. They were in the fourth quarter tagging them. Yeah. And, and they had. He's, he's like, really good. Hey, like, he got Zach Ertz up out of there. That's like, not easy this to do. Yeah. Dude, just, I mean, he was. I mean, because you could imagine. I mean, you yeah. see what he's doing in the NFL. So you can imagine what he's doing TCU. Yeah. I was like, man, this guy. 
I think he's named Dallas because of like I think he, somebody in his family was like a Cowboys Probably. fan. And, and what's crazy is we talk about the hate that Philadelphia has for for the Cowboys. When Philadelphia drafted Dallas Goddard, yeah, and you saw on Twitter and just social media, there were so many Eagles fans that were like, "You, you, you, you should change your name." Like they were yeah. serious; they were yeah, joking. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, okay. Now they're sitting there cheering Dallas. Yeah. Change yeah. the name to, Del- name <laughs> now to they, Delco. Now they're cheering on Dallas. Right. <laughs> Take that, Philly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, uh, we're out of time. But fun conversation as always. Patrick Walker, thank you very much. Check out his work at DallasCowboys.com. You can always find John Machota's work over at The Athletic. I'm Newey Scruggs. This has been the Media Mash. We'll do it tomorrow, 3 o'clock Central Time, right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!